Welcome to She Dares to Dream podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Oleksova, multi-passionate entrepreneur, website expert, brand strategist, educator, founder and creative director of Feel Good Websites. And my intention is to empower you to create anything your soul desires. Whether you want to find your life's purpose, leave your 9 to 5 job or turn your unique talent into a thriving business, this is the place to dream big. Through a series of intimate conversations, I'm sharing inspiring stories of incredible women who had the courage to follow their dreams, building meaningful lives and successful businesses. I believe that their personal stories can not only touch your heart and soul, they can move and motivate you to take an inspired action and unleash your own potential. So get ready to live your dreams, no matter how big or small. Hey friends, welcome back to She Dares to Dream podcast. In today's episode, I'm chatting to Kayla Anderson, mother, entrepreneur, herbalist, and founder of Mother Nature's Recipes. As a new mom, Kayla was met with some unexpected hurdles, going through an incredibly difficult time breastfeeding her new baby. And despite having an attentive partner by her side, she was trapped by the feeling of failure in her new role as a mum. Turning to herbal teas and natural remedies, Kayla not only managed to support herself and her young family throughout her pregnancies, she decided to use her own personal experience and went on to create Mother Nature's recipes to ensure that other women do not go through a similar situation feeling alone. In a true bid to support mums in a more personal, multidimensional way and allow them to practice the importance of self-care, she's developed a range of herbal loose leaf teas specifically designed to support women through the various stages of motherhood. To me, Kayla's personal journey is a beautiful example of how we can turn our obstacles and challenges into new opportunities to help others. So I can't be more excited to have her on the show today. Hi, Kayla. Welcome to She Dares to Dream podcast. I'm so happy to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored to be here. Thank you. So something I ask all my guests is to introduce themselves in only three words. So tell me, who is Kayla Anderson? Three words. I'd say passionate, intuitive, and authentic, I'd say. Those are my three words I'd like to choose to describe myself. Mm, That's beautiful. And how does this woman, entrepreneur, and above all, a mom, and we're going to talk about that a bit more, juggle a typical work day, give us a sneak peek behind the scene when you wake up? So usually when I wake up, I like to, every day is different, but typically what I like to do is I like to exercise first in the morning to kind of just provide myself with a little bit of clarity, a bit of perspective, because because throughout lockdown, I've found it quite difficult to have something for myself. So through exercise, it's almost been like a, a form of self-care for me this time for me to look after myself look after my mind look after my body so I try and do some exercise if I can wake up in time before the kids (laughs) yeah not always easy (laughs) not always easy with a six-year-old and a two-year-old who are usually up at the crack of dawn but um, then they would get up and I would make them breakfast and it's pretty much just a case of working around them especially during the holiday period, which we're currently in now. Just trying, if there's specific things that I need to do, I will just create space and time and make sure that they have their activities, their science projects, their books and whatnot, or they're doing a puzzle. And I'll just head into the other room, sit down and do some work on the laptop or I'll pack orders and so forth. And then before you know it, as I'm sure you know, Michaela, it's lunchtime. Time goes so quickly. (laughs) And then I'll have to sort the kids out. 
Um, but my partner is on hand as well and he's very hands-on with everything. So if I'm very lucky in the sense mm. that if there is something I need to do, he will he will take them on so I can go and do the necessary work. But um, all kinds of busy, a usual day in the life for me. <laughs> yeah. So do, do you kind of block your day? Now it's a mummy time. Now is the work business time. Because I find when we try to do it all, we are like 50% in, uh, whether it's being a mom or being a, a businesswoman or entrepreneur so uh, do you have like specific blocks that you allocate I I do initially I kind of try to to loosely plan out my day though because obviously um kind of working around two small children I need things to be fluid because you never know what can pop up things are always subject to change so loosely because then I I try not to get into the mindset that if I don't achieve those goals then it's been sort of an unsuccessful day I try not to guilt trip myself like that so very open to the fact that things can change throughout the day but I do usually try to get one or two key things done from whichever tasks I've planned out throughout the day yeah I think the key is to kind of make our to-do list much shorter I think we kind of measure our success by the length of our to-do list and how much we can kind of fit in a day and then we end up feeling you know overwhelmed and stressed if we don't achieve that right I completely agree I completely agree and I have been guilty of that on so many occasions and like you it just got to a point where it was just becoming unproductive, where I was kind of getting caught in that cycle of feeling that guilt because I haven't met set tasks that day. And then because I kind of spiral into that mindset, then I wasn't doing anything because yeah. I wasn't I, I didn't have the clarity and the like the mental perspective to be able to progress further and do what I needed to do so it just got to a point where I said I'm I'm this this is unhealthy I'm not going to engage in this kind of thought process anymore so I just dialed it back as you said and just just told kind of spoke to myself and and said it's okay if you don't get this done today because there's always tomorrow and there'll always be something else to do that you can get done and maybe try and do something a lot smaller, like a a very small task today, just to kind of give yourself that little boost and know that you've done something on to to fulfill the next step in your journey, you know, because it's all, it's all made up of those baby steps. And I think we get so caught up on the big things. Yeah. And we need to recognize that it's all a part of the journey. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like when we see that long to-do list or when we are facing that big dream, it can get really scary and overwhelming. And it's just about that little baby step, like you just mentioned, to take that one step at a time and then, you know, next step and next step. And, you know, before you know it, you are at the end of that list or you are actually living that dream. Exactly. I completely agree. Mm. You just got to break it down, don't you? Yeah. So do you feel that the last year changed you and the way you parent and run your business? And how did you navigate through the COVID lockdown? I feel, I feel like COVID forced me to submit. And what I mean is it forced me to kind of submit to my vulnerabilities to 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 it forced me to acknowledge that there's only so much that I can do and that's okay it's it's it was truly sitting in that understanding of being okay in the fact that today I might wake up and I might not particularly feel able to possibly meet all of the emotional needs of my children because I think with parent with when we're parents we of course we're constantly catering to our children and catering to their emotional needs physical needs and so forth but at the same time we neglect our own which is so incredibly common and 
I think COVID just forced me to dial that back and realize that I'm no good to anybody if I'm not okay. And sometimes being okay just meant maybe having a duvet date with the kids, (laughs) not having to plan a million and one activities and realizing that a lot of the time they just want my time, you know? So in terms of working, like the work-life balance, I just kind of tried to give the kids what they needed on an emotional and physical level, but not at the expense of my own well-being. So it was like a 50-50 kind of juggling, balancing act all the time, which I'm sure it was for so, so many people and so many parents. Yeah. Um, in terms of the the balance between family life and work, work really helped me actually trying to focus on the business and just progress it little by little because it really gave me a focus every yeah. day, just fulfilling small little tasks, working on the website, maybe writing a blog post about something I was incredibly passionate about. It just kind of helped to break up the day and spur me on a little bit more and it kind of acted as my light at the end of the tunnel in a lot of ways because I had something to focus on and I had something to progress in so it actually it it provided a really nice balance between my home life and um work yeah and uh what uh, would you say has been or is the best and then probably least favorite worst thing about working from home during COVID? The best thing about working from home during lockdown would be the flexibility it afforded me. Still being able to do the day-to-day tasks like pick up my son from school and take my daughter to the park in the middle of the day because I could just make sure I could always get what I needed. I could fulfill all the tasks. I could get I could get it all done and work around the family life. I think the worst part was probably maybe not feeling as though because my my daughter's only 2 years old, she's still at home and she is very much a mummy's girl. So she just wants to be with mummy the entire time, like literally in my lap. <laughs> so the worst part is is at times having to kind of find distraction for her and, 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 and just let her know that I won't be able to play with her for a little while because I've got set tasks to do. And I'm sure we all experience that, yeah. that parenting guilt. So that's probably yeah. the worst part right. of the experience. <laughs> And um, now I want to go back a few years and since we first met and we're going to talk, we're going to talk about it a bit more in just a little while, um, you've been such a big advocate for healthy and balanced motherhood, offering your support during what can often be a tough time for so many new mums. Mm-hmm. And I know that this is deeply rooted in your own personal story. So can you please take us back and share a bit more about your experience sure so I had my son in 2014 September 2014 and um, I I kind of had all these preconceptions about how motherhood early motherhood was going to be about how the birthing experience was going to be and so forth and I kind of felt as though after I had my son, I wasn't truly prepared for the reality of it all. And when I say the reality of it all, I just mean in the sense that I felt quite a lot of isolation after having my son. I had some difficulty in breastfeeding him as well. He wasn't able to form a latch after I gave birth to him. And it wasn't until a health visitor came round about a week after I had him that I was told that his mouth was too small to latch on properly. And that whole process caused me quite a lot of distress and 
on top of being quite isolated on top of it, I almost fell into a little bit of um, postpartum depression. But I was I was able to um, navigate my way through it and I started expressing and I kind of just did um, a lot more research and found ways to move through it until he grew and then his mouth um, got a little bit bigger and he was able to form a proper latch. But I started to think about all of the women that went through a similar situation and maybe who weren't supported and didn't have that community around them that could help them through such issues or maybe just felt as though they weren't being heard or were isolated and I really wanted to find a way to support those women so that's when we met Michaela when I decided to start doing the services which was the pregnancy yoga and the home spa services because I wanted to find a way to to show mums how incredible they are and show and create room for their own self-care because it is such a necessity because I felt like such a lot of the time when when women give birth the focus is shifted directly onto baby and a lot of times mum is kind of forgotten about and mum is so intrinsic to that initial bond with baby you know and it's such an intrinsic part of ensuring baby's happiness and vice versa so I just wanted to create a safe space for mums to be able to look after themselves from pregnancy through to the postnatal stage, which is where Mother Nature's Recipes was born, really. Mm. And I find that often our greatest challenges and obstacles can become our biggest aha moments and opportunities. Do you think if it wasn't for your own personal struggles uh, when you had your son, you would still find yourself where you are today as a founder of a business that supports other women through various stages of motherhood? Oh, no, I, I mm. definitely wouldn't be here. I, for a very long time, in terms of like my work history, I always felt quite lost. I always felt as though I was drifting from job to job just purely for financial gain and I never really had any idea of what I wanted to do I always knew I wanted to be a mother but in terms of career I never had like a firm understanding of I never had something that truly spoke to me and truly drove me you know so after having my son he just really instilled me with a sense of purpose and I think that's just part of the beauty mm. behind the story you know because it's so personal to me yeah and because of what I experienced I have such a such a deep respect for motherhood and I just I just really feel to a certain extent like it is part of my life's purpose to support other mothers on their journey because as much as it is such a beautiful journey I think a lot of time the the real life representations of how difficult motherhood can be kind of get swept under the carpet and I really feel that they need to be normalized as well because we need to provide a balanced perspective because I feel that's the way we're truly going to help women throughout these stages throughout these issues and I feel like um, when you share your personal stories and when you are vulnerable and open, that's when your business really st- and your brand really starts standing out because that story is unique to you. And there's probably thousands or millions of other women who would resonate with your story, your experiences, and they would find themselves in that story. Wouldn't you agree? I completely agree. I It has always been very key for me since day one of embarking on this journey to engage with women on a personal level. 
because I, I myself, I'm very much a, whenever I purchase a product, I'm very much an emotional buyer. I love to know the story behind the brand, the people behind the brand, their reason for doing it, because I, I feel like it plays, it's such an important part of the process in the services or products you're providing. It all kind of trickles down that passion, that intent into what you're creating. So for me, it's obviously it is a business and I would like for it to be fruitful, but what I get so much out of hearing reviews and feedback. I still get so anxious when people give me feedback and send me messages and tell me how the tea worked for them because it it just it means so much and I really want to be creating products that help women that really helps to make their lives that little bit easier or affords them that moment or two to themselves every day that is so necessary for our mental health and our well-being yeah so you spotted a gap in the market and founded Mother Nature's Recipes. But I remember when we first met and you briefly mentioned that already, you asked me to design your new website that your business model was slightly different back then. So can you walk us through the various stages of how Mother Nature's Recipes evolved? Right. So... I kind of, when I started Mother Nature's Recipes, I didn't really know where to begin. So I actually went on the Prince's Trust program because I think what I was looking for was a little bit of structure in how to proceed in this process, which felt so much bigger than me and quite overwhelming, especially with a newborn in tow. So I went on the program And I always had this vision to provide products from the beginning alongside services. But um, the the, the advisors at Princess Trust said I should start with the services. So in 2015, I began running the pregnancy yoga classes and home spa treatments. So I would hire out a beautiful studio in Ballam at the back of a lovely doula's home and we would have vinyasa flow classes and pregnancy yoga classes there twice a week and alongside that I would hire a a masseuse um, who I used to go to at the Lush Spa in Kingston and I, I built up a lovely relationship with her and she was incredible at what she did and she would travel around performing spa treatments from the comfort of women's homes because again the whole concept behind that was I wanted mums to be pampered, I wanted them to have that sense of luxury but also acknowledging the fact that they may not be able to travel to a spa and so we'll bring the spa to you from the comfort of your own home where you can have your treatment and then you can still go back to dealing with baby after. So that's how it all started really and then from there I did that until 2017 and I just started to feel I I just started to feel like services wasn't particularly where my heart lied. It I was getting pulled in another direction and that that's when the development of the products came into it. Mm. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit and but the the reason I wanted to find out a bit more about the business transition and how you reinvented yourself from services to products is that often people get stuck starting something new because they might not have all the details all the things figured out and I've been watching you and how you gracefully embraced every season of your business so I'd like to know what's the one most important lesson you've learned so far you'd like to share with someone who is looking to turn their passion or talent into a dream business right now the one important lesson 
I'd say it's just to trust your intuition. I knew when I started the business that products was what I wanted to begin with. But because I was uncertain of myself, I followed the advice of others who I felt were more were better equipped equipped than I I was within the the overall business sector. And but it led me on this amazing journey to towards developing the products. And I know it was all supposed to happen, but I would all always say to trust your intuition. I think businesses in order to succeed have to be have to be filled with a sense of passion and a sense of authenticity so and and a sense of intuition actually so I would just say always trust your gut because nobody will know your business the way you do and make decisions that you can live with and live with long term that sit well with you and sit well with your soul you know to afford yeah. your business that that sense of integrity at all times because it's so key. It's not it's not even just key for the growth of your business. It's key for you as a person as well. I think to maintain that because I think if you don't, it shows. I believe so. It will come through. It will come to the forefront, and people con- consumers will be able to see. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that with what you said. So. Now, can we talk a bit more about your herbal teas and blends, the actual products? Uh, Because I'm curious, how do you go about launching your own range of natural products, especially if it's something you've never done before? Um, Where do you even start? (laughs) Well, I've always been a lover of herbal teas since I was a child and more so after having my kids because I was very aware of as I I breastfed for two years I was I became extremely aware of what I was putting into my body and I always wanted to ensure there was no kind of contraindications with how it affected my son so it's an interesting question. How do you start when you have no background in the industry? I I just started to do a lot of research. I researched different herbs. I researched studies. I researched the effects they had on the body. I did lots of research around pregnancy and breastfeeding. And I just started to think about the common, the common issues that I experienced and that all the mothers around me experienced and started to make notes about those and then kind of try to find the herbs that would support those symptoms or ailments, you know. But in terms of, but I did feel like that wasn't enough for me. I felt like I, I needed more. I needed more education. I needed sort of accreditation to back me up and so forth. So then I began talking with a herbalist and I developed these teas alongside a medical, a, a wonderful medical herbalist called Louise Sam. And we met in person and we just had a really good energy between us. We really vibed. And so I we would just I would just pass my ideas back and forth. And she would tell me, she would do the all of the reports for me, tell me what was safe, what wasn't safe, her recommendations about the herbs that I was suggesting. And it kind of just developed from there. I I did an online herbalist course myself because I wanted a little bit more knowledge and to be able to blend them from a point of a deeper understanding of herbs and their backgrounds. And I also conducted some training with a wonderful woman called Joyce Maynard who runs her own tea consultancy 
So I did a herbal tea masterclass with her last year. Again, just to get a bit more knowledge about teas and especially loose leaf teas and the way they work and the history behind them. So it was all a bit of trial and error, really. And then, as always, <laughs> <laughs> and just taking the time to really appreciate the flavors of each ingredient that I was using, taste each herb get a true understanding of the taste profile before introducing another taste. Every time I taste a herb, I would make a note in my little notepad of what it tasted like, how it felt in my mouth and so forth, and really developing it from there. Mm. And then so, I, Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, I just wanted to ask her, what are the specific benefits of your tea or the key ingredients that you love using in your blends and what makes them so special and effective so I have four blends I have one for pregnancy I have one for breastfeeding another for colic and digestion and another for postpartum health so it was very important for me to use ingredients that would be truly beneficial but also I am of Jamaican heritage and I really wanted to try and incorporate this as much as I can into the blends because for me they were very personal and I wanted to add that element to them mm. so there's a couple of blends with herbs that are traditionally used in Jamaica that um, I have put in to kind of add that cultural element to it. So my pregnancy blend uh, consists of ginger, which everybody knows is brilliant for nausea. And then I have lemon verbena and spearmint, which I added just to give it a, a dash of natural sweetness. And lemon verbena for relaxation, because we all know what it's like when you're pregnant. And especially as you get bigger and heavier making those trips to the toilet three four times a night so the lemon verbena is just to add a, add a touch of relaxation and to help with any insomnia that women may be experiencing throughout the pregnancy and then I've also added shatavari root which is um, works wonderfully on the female reproductive system just to just to nourish it overall um all the all the blends are 100% organic and I chose to use loose leaf tea rather than tea bags because it was really important to me to give consumers value for their money but also in addition to that loose leaf tea within the tea world has always been considered a luxury mm-hmm. and I just wanted that whole ideal to play directly into the self-care element I want mums to feel as though when they're making a cup of my tea that it is a luxury that they're taking that time out for themselves I want them to indulge in those moments and at the same time be safe in the fact that the ingredients are of the best quality and that they are looking after their bodies it was really key for me um So I'll talk about another one. My postpartum blend is all about just building up your body after the birth of baby, whether C-section or vaginal delivery. So we have nettle, which is full of iron to help to help build up the blood supply. There is hibiscus, which is also known as sorrel. And sorrel is one of the ingredients I added to relate back to my Jamaican heritage because sorrel is drunken throughout the Caribbean um, and it's it's a beautiful red leaf and it creates the most gorgeous red tart cup and I felt like the colour of it just represents life and health and vitality and that was also really important to me as well. There is Tulsi, which is an adaptogenic herb, which works to help relieve stress, uh, which I'm 
sure all mums can appreciate (laughs) after having a newborn. And I think that's it. So the postpartum blend just focuses on wound healing after, like I said, whether it's a a cesarean delivery or a vaginal labour. It's anti-inflammatory. So it's also all about supporting that healing process and kind of restoring your body back to health. Yeah. That's wonderful. Actually, when you talked about the Tulsi and uh, the stress for new moms, <laughs> I wanted to ask you a personal favor. Can you create a blend for moms with uh, teenage daughters? <laughs> <laughs> I'm due to create a second range next year, so I'll put it oh, on yay. the list. I'll add it to the list. <laughs> I think it's so important, you know, because as as you know, like um, uh, women and moms, we go through so many different stages, you know, like mm-hmm. before, during and after kind of uh, uh, newborns. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think I think you have just uh, so much potential to grow your range to all different Thank directions. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. So it's very clear that you're so passionate about your products and your mission to help and support other women. Is it safe to say that Mother Nature's recipes is your dream come true? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I have a whole 10 year plan of where I want this to go, you know? (laughs) (laughs) There's so many various ways that I want to be able to support mums and it, it it really is a dream come true. I, I really do feel as though I found my purpose in life and this is what I was supposed to be doing in every, everything that's happened throughout my life. Every job I've taken, every step I've taken, embarking on motherhood, it was just all guiding me in this direction and I truly am where I'm meant to be and I'm very excited to move the business forward into various areas over the next 10 years. Isn't it amazing all these synchronicity moments and things and people that come to our lives and everything and everyone happens for the reason everything and everyone has a a little part or role to play in our kind of grand story, isn't it? I completely agree, definitely. I think we're always being guided. Yeah. Yeah. And everything just comes together. That's why even when things might seem as though they're negative or they're leading us in a bad direction it could be just possibly you're being rerouted somewhere else yeah or we need to learn something yeah exactly always Mm. learning always learning a lesson so tell me how different has been the reality of building your actual business to your dream vision when you initially started has it been anything you ever imagined it to be I don't I I, I think I spend a lot of my time dreaming with my <laughs> with my head in the clouds when it comes to my business in a good way because I'm very much an ideas person. So I think in the beginning, I kind of just thought about where I want it to go and all the things I wanted, wanted to do without any true understanding of what it would entail. But... In the same instance, I really do welcome, I welcome the ups and I welcome the downs because I think they all provide the perfect balance. And I feel like it's always two sides of the same coin, isn't it? You need to experience both sides. But I think in the beginning, I was very much a dreamer. And now I kind of have my feet on the ground a little bit more. So I have a greater understanding of the processes that are involved. And I have a greater understanding of the fact that I need to be persistent in order to get get to where I would like to be. And I'm building so many lovely relationships with other women and other brands along the way that are really important to me. And just connecting with so many people and that is so incredibly key on this journey so so yes 
still very much a dreamer, <laughs> as you can tell from the 10-year plan. That's yeah. why you're on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, but looking back um, now, what advice would you give to yourself, to your younger self, knowing where you are today already and how, ma- how many amazing things you've done and how many women you already helped impact? I think I would say, I know it's easier said than done, but try not to doubt yourself so much. I I think since since I've since I was a child, I very much didn't feel as though I had a voice or that I was able to use it. And even to this day, I, I do I suffer I have moments where I suffer from crippling imposter syndrome where I feel like even though I'm incredibly passionate about what I'm doing, I sometimes feel as though I'm not good enough or I can't live up to expectation. And I kind of have to just shake myself out of those moments and those instances and remind myself of everything that I'm achieving every day. So I think to my younger self, I would just tell her that she does have a voice and she has the power to use it. And her voice is heavily embedded in her pur- embedded within her purpose and that she needs to use it at every opportunity to get to where she needs to be i think that's what i would say that's beautiful thank you for sharing and um you already mentioned your 10-year dream plan. So I'm curious, what are you daring to dream about for yourself, your business and women over the near future? Right. So um, so more tea, more uh, tea that focuses more specifically on issues that affect women. So in relation to endometriosis, polycystic ovaries, uh, menstruation, fertility. So that should all be coming next year. But eventually, I'd like to delve into a natural skincare range as well for mums and babies, such as uh, C-section oils, uh, stretch mark creams, there's so much I want to do and after that I would also like to start hosting events um every year for almost like women's retreats for mothers to come to with their children or without their children that again just focuses on self-care on their healing kind of like sistership circles and so forth, uh, massages, yoga. So very much focusing on the mind and the body and the spiritual elements and just bringing women and mothers specifically together to share yeah. in their healing, to share in looking after themselves and feel amazing whilst doing so. And there's so much more on top of that. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, knowing you, I have no doubt that's going to be a huge success. And I can't Thank wait to you. hear more when uh, that is, uh, you know, a reality. Um, and you already mentioned that kind of building a business to live your dreams is easier said than done. So mm-hmm. I'd love to know who or what do you tend to to stay focused, motivated and inspired um, in your business? Are you big on manifestation? Um, do you have a mentor or a happy place you go to? I think a lot of the time I draw upon the maternal influences within my life. So my own mother, my friends who were mothers, just taking a look around me and seeing the village I have in raising my own children, you know, and Mm. seeing how incredibly strong they are to navigate life and parenting and just all of the 
the difficult experiences they go to go through and how they can still find so much joy in everything but also I have such great help from my fiance he has been he has always pushed me throughout this journey and when I was having those doubts he has always told me that I am able to do it that I have what it takes to do it and he's helped me to realize my own power but also I have an older brother as well who has he has just been the most incredible support he has been listening to audiobooks and and writing notes for me around business he is constantly sending me information that will help me in this business journey constantly giving me ideas I'm very fortunate I'm very lucky to be fair I have a wonderful support network because my brothers are entrepreneurs and so is my partner so I'm very lucky in the fact that they understand what it takes and they can support me in that respect because they're always urging me on and likewise I'm always spurring them on as well Mm. And you you already mentioned um, having the self-doubt and imposter syndrome. Um, I think it's really crazy that often um, it's other people who believe in us first before we actually start yeah. believing in ourselves, right? Yeah. And, and, and seeing, we need to kind of see the proof uh, to believe it. Yes. Mm. No, I agree 100%. Yes. And when when you spend a considerable portion of your day working and building this dream business, how do you then take care of your own well-being to unwind and recharge? What are your go-to remedies or rituals to help you and your family stay healthy and balanced? Music is one of them. I do like to listen to music and to have a little dance to de-stress. I always have done since I was a child. Music is a great joy of mine. Just spending time with my fiancé, we could be doing absolutely nothing, but just having that support there and just kind of sharing the load and kind of offloading on him or playing with the kids you know, very simple things. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a very simple girl. I, <laughs> I don't require much. Or maybe just even a hot bath where I can just switch off and take that time for myself. And the exercise and the movement you mentioned at the beginning, right? Oh, in the yes, morning to kind yes. of uh, get the energy flowing, creative juices coming to you. I think it's yes. so important. People forget to move, you know, to create space. So yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I, I've never really liked exercise since I was a child. It's always been sort of the bane of my life a little bit, but I've found a real love and appreciation of it throughout this lockdown. It really has been my saving grace. I absolutely love it and seeing the effect it's having and so forth. So, yeah. But even the dancing, it's such a hard work. I just done, um, like half an hour kind of dance exercise and uh, and I was so sweaty more so than doing <laughs> yoga you know and, <laughs> and my muscles hurt after that for two days so, yeah so yeah music and dancing you know that's yeah. uh, that's the secret recipe I think I think so my daughter <laughs> she's two and she she loves to dance so we usually set off our morning with a little dance together as well that helps (laughs) so we're nearly at the end of our interview and um, finally a question I ask all my podcast guests um, is what's your favorite mantra or affirmation you live by that serves you as a little reminder to dream big it sounds cliche it may sound cliche but just to believe in yourself very simple I think without that belief you will now you will never fulfill your true purpose and sometimes like you said earlier Michaela sometimes we need other people to see it in us before we actually feel we can do it ourselves 
but at some point in time that belief has to it has to come from our from us so people can help you with that but at the end it it has to start with you because this is your journey and these are your passions and nobody's going to be able to build it or manifest it or dream it or see it in the way that you will be able to. So you just have to sit in your power, acknowledge it, live it, exist in it, show it to the universe. Yeah. Because it's there. That's beautiful. And uh, before we go, if uh, people you know, felt inspired, my listeners felt inspired by your story, your products. Um, would you mind sharing where can people find and connect with you online? Uh, if you can give us your website address, maybe social uh, platforms that people can find you. Sure. The website is www.mothernaturesrecipes.com or you can find me on Instagram same Instagram handle is just at Mother Nature's Recipes and I'm also on Facebook with the same handle as well so you can find me on any of those platforms awesome so thank you so much Kayla for being here today and sharing your story it's been absolutely incredible talking to you as always and I can't wait to see the next chapter of Mother Nature's Recipes thank you thank you thank you for having me well I hope you enjoy this episode of She Dares to Dream podcast if you loved it as much as I did Make sure to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode on the first of each month. Then head over to the show notes for all the links and information on my guest. You can check it out at michaelaoleksova.com forward slash podcast. And while you're there, don't forget to download my free manifestation guide that shows you how to create a business and life of your dreams. I can't wait for you to tune in next time. Until then, have an awesome day.